Welcome to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome campers to this week's Fireside Chat. This week we have a returning guest, one of our favorite people to have around our campfire, Lady Anne Celine. She is the author of Aperture in the Veil, Born in a Preternatural World. She is the owner and operator of KPNL Radio, and she is the host of Caravan Library of Lore podcast. We had a fantastic time. We uh, picked up where we left off last time, talking through some of the stories in her book. We talked a lot about her healing group, and we got into a recent trip that she took to Ireland that was just fascinating. So we can't thank her enough for, for sitting down with us, and you should thank her by going and supporting her in all of her endeavors. But for now, sit back and relax and enjoy our conversation with Lady Anne Celine. All right, I am here with Lady Anne Celine. Lady Anne, welcome back to the campfire. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back. Now, you have been incredibly busy lately. Um, so I'm really excited to not only pick up where we left off with your sort of life story, but also we're definitely going to get an update on some of the wild stuff you've been into lately. Oh, yeah. No, of course. All right. So picking up where we left off with your book, which is for listeners, her book is Aperture in the Veil, Born in a Preternatural World. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're interested, and you definitely should be, go to the link in the episode description and buy it because it is seriously, seriously, it's one of my favorite books of this style that I've read in the last couple of years. Uh-huh. So you. one of the biggest parts of the book, one of the one of the big focuses, especially in the first half, is this time that you spent in healing group. Mm. Yes. So. I really would love to dive into that. So if you could just start off, um, describe sort of what Healing Group was. Oh my gosh. You know, Healing Group was... (laughs) It it was one of the most special times in my life. I I will say that. Uh, It was where a bunch of us gathered. And I mean, to really kind of just put it most simply would be that we practiced Reiki on each other. It was where we could go and and just, uh, you know, each person would lay on the massage table, which we would call the healing table. And we would take turns um, running the energy on on each person. Um, But there was so much more that happened during that time than that. It was just, oh, wow. No, I was going to say it went far beyond Reiki. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How did you get involved with this group? Was it something that sort of existed before you came along or were you involved with its inception? So I was about 15 at the time and my dad, I, and I can't remember how he met her. I think it was through a mutual friend and because he was kind of getting into the more spiritual stuff and 
So he ended up getting connected with Trisha, who was the one who did the healing group, but she also offered what she called angel appointments. Angel appointments are where you go and you have um, maybe a tarot card reading, uh, intuitive reading, and you have a Reiki session with her. And then from there, he learned about her healing group. So he started attending. And I was curious about it because it was something that was new. And at this point, you know, I had gone to what I tried to do was I would submerge myself into the churches of my friends. So I had a friend who was Mormon, one that was Episcopalian, you know, and I wanted in, in Catholic. And so I would go and I would go to church with them for an extended amount of time. And I would take the time to, to speak to the, uh, you know, the pastor, the preacher. And really, I wanted to understand why do they choose this particular church? What is it about it that really moves them? And because, of course, you know, I don't want to judge. That was a big thing is I wanted to understand. Right. And so when my dad talked about something completely different, okay, I was like, all right, I need to check this out, too, because this this seems more in alignment with my beliefs because, you know, by this point, I had kind of looked into different uh, psychic abilities. I had found a book called Talking to Heaven, and this is where they had spoke about reaching out to your spirit guides and that, you know, sometimes it can be another um, human. It could be an animal. It could be, you know, all these different things. And so um, I asked my dad, I said, hey, uh, can I go with you one of these times? And he said, sure. And and he he invited me and he took me. So you are on sort of the classic spiritual quest from a very young age. Yes. Yes, I was because, you know, when you, that very early memory of sitting there and looking out at the sunrise mm -hmm. before you can even really talk and really sitting there being like, wow, I came back and having that really stay with you. And then when you hear, well, when you're submerged in, in to these different churches and you try to learn about reincarnation and stuff like that and, and their beliefs don't really line up with it and, it and it makes you really confused. And then you have these other experiences where, you know, you might hear about um, Ouija boards or, you know, like I was experiencing the shadow entities and you, you didn't really hear about that at church. You know, we talked about shadow yeah. entities, you know, or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, and if, if anything was talked about, it was very like cut and dry, uh, you know, evil and demons and, and all this yeah. kind of thing. And I knew, I knew that there was so much more to it. And so, yeah, I looked at healing group as, as kind of a, a ticket to understanding more. Yes. Yes. And, you know, reading the book, it seems like this healing group definitely opened some spiritual doors for you. It did. Can you kind of talk about that? Like, what were some of the events that, that transpired that, that sort of shaped you moving forward? The ones that really stood out? Oh, boy. Yeah. So I know that with... Okay. With, with one of the situations, it was really interesting because I walked in and there was a man, and of course I cannot remember, I probably put it in the book, 
but I am always happening to go back and search for the the name of the tools that he used. Uh, they they weren't like Atlantean crystal tools, but it was something like that, mm-hmm. and it was all in this case. And he would he'd take them out, and there was these different pyramids, and there was like a wand, and each one kind of um, you know it it uh, was able to either cleanse the body and get rid of negative energy or attachments or, you know, it it aligned with a certain chakra or what have you. Okay. Well, he, I hadn't ever really looked at everything because he wouldn't take everything out. But I remember one evening I'm walking down the stairs and I can see this pyramid in my head, this crystal pyramid. And as soon as I'm in the room, I look back because the door is opening again and he's got... his suitcase with him and he pulls out that exact same thing that I just saw in my head this beautiful crystal pyramid that had like these extra cuts on it and and the angle was different and and it was clear but rainbow it was beautiful and I said may I please hold that and he said sure and so I held it and as I held this It was almost like I could have this vision in my mind that played out like a movie. And everything else just kind of fell away. And it was almost like I was in in space where you could see all all the stars, you know. And I was guided. I felt energetically pulled to this woman who was sitting on the couch on on the opposite side of where we had our healing table. And I walked up to her. And I said, I think it's like, I think I have a message for you, you know, and, and that's the last thing I remember. And I'm standing there and I'm holding this pyramid. And I remember seeing also in my head, kind of like this elongated fingers. And I remember learning about the Pleiadians, which is what they talked about. Uh, working with them because they would call upon them to do these light body activations and which would help like raise your vibration, your frequency, um, and everything. So from there, I have no memory except for it's like I wake up and I'm standing in front of her and she's just, she's just in tears and she's telling me, thank you. Thank you. And I'm just kind of like, of course, you know, you're, yeah. you're welcome. And I, what, I mean, here I am 15 years old and I'm not really sure how to handle this. And this is like a really big, powerful moment for me. And I'm going, where did I even go? And so that was, that was really powerful there. And from here I learned, well, at least they told me that that was called channeling. Yeah. So I was able to channel different um, entities, beings, what have you. But it did kind of get out of hand because I it, I was so susceptible to it that there were times where I remember I was in the car and I ended up at Trisha's house and I'm not sure how I got there. Wow. And it, here's what was really funny. So I didn't have a cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I just show up at her house and she is already like walking out the door and was like, I knew you were coming. Wow. Okay. So it was, there were a lot of really powerful moments. That's honestly kind of scary though. (laughs) Yes. Like, especially for someone so young. Oh yeah. 
you were, what, 14, 15 years old? For someone that age to be losing control of themselves, you know? Right. For that, for undetermined amounts of time. Yeah, no, it it really was. And so and it's not something that I really do anymore. Um, you know, it all kind of went hand in hand with learning to try to do remote viewing, which is something that I have always loved oh, yeah. getting into. I learned about remote viewing um, kind of, uh, you know, I, I, devel- I was trying to develop it more while I was in healing group because I was like, oh, okay, so... You know, because we talked a lot about different psychic abilities, and um, I w- I always loved just trying trying it out. You know, like, hey, can I? And I remember the first time that I did it, it was with my sister, and I was like, hey, can I try something with you? And she's like, sure. And so then I did it, and it freaked her out so bad. She was like, you better <laughs> never do that without my permission ever. And I was like, no, 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 I promise, I promise, you know. Yeah. But it was cool because it was so accurate. And I had never been in her room before. And I never, like, I had no idea that she got this new table. It was really cool because it was like this Jaguar, you know, black yeah. with the glass tabletop, super vintage, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I didn't know that she had it. And I was like, why, why am I seeing this? And and she was like, well, because, you know, grandma just got me this. And it was like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so yeah. absolutely. That's wild. So you find out at like 15 years old that you're capable of this, this channeling ability. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what I'm curious about is, was this ability something that was common among the people in your in this healing group? So I was actually the youngest person there. Um, everybody that attended was over 40. I don't think that there wow. was anybody under 40 that was there. I was the only one. And it was really interesting, too, because I I still don't know. It, 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 so, <laughs> so I remember this one person being on the table and his eyes were completely closed you know, the room is quiet. They're running the energy. And I walk through the door. And I am pulled to kind of go over towards um, his head. And so I go. And again, his eyes were closed the entire time. And there was nobody working on his head. So I go to the end of the table. And he says, Is that is that Anne? And... He opens his eyes and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and he goes, I would reckon I would recognize your energy anywhere. Wow. He he said he could just feel me come into the room. And it was just it was so interesting because they they all told me that I had a very um specific uh energetic signature that, you know, they could just they just knew that yeah. I was there. And that was also very um, kind of scary, you know? No, absolutely. And, you know, I can also see it being sort of flattering, right? Sort of an an ego kick. Like, to be seen as something so special at such a young age by this group of people that you sort of look up to. You know? Like, they're, they're more experienced. They have more time doing you know this research doing these practices so 
I can see definitely coming away at this age from experiences like that feeling, you know, feeling very special. You know, I did. I did. And, and it's, it, you know, that kind of brings me. So later on, we're, we're going to kind of jump over to being 18 here for a second. Uh, by this point, I was in a group called the Intenders. So I ended up living with uh, multiple uh, spiritual teachers that I had. So the exchange was that I moved in and they kind of had a curriculum for me. So I would sit there and I, gosh, I remember I would do, um, I think I meditated for a half hour in the morning and I did yoga and then I went to work and then at lunchtime I came home and I did like Tai Chi and then um, went back to work and then in the evenings I did uh, an hour long meditation and then during this time I was also given books that I had to read and then we would discuss these books. And so my entire life was completely submerged into all of this stuff. And so I began work as a, an apprentice to be a spiritual counselor. And I went with her and I sat in on some of the clients, of course, with her permission and everything. And it, and it was really cool to be able to speak with them one-on-one -on -one and, 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 their reactions and, and how they said that I was really helping them was incredible. But there was a special group that she ran called the Intenders. And it was once a week. And I'll never forget it. You know, I go in and here we are in Portland. And we're going into like one of the tallest buildings that we have. And everybody's wearing like suits that are a million dollars and I'm just this kid still and I'm just like okay where am I what are we doing and we go up the elevator and then I remember that there was like a conference room it's this big table with all these really fancy chairs and these people come in you know in their beautiful outfits and we talked about you know, healing and energy and the intenders that it's, we were all set on sending out an intention to the world to facilitate, you know, everyone being able to learn unconditional love and healing. And this is why we're here kind of a thing. But I'll never forget when they looked at me and they would ask me, what did what did I feel energetically? What were my impressions? What was my and and to to finally have a voice? Yeah, to be a kid and have a voice in this room full of adults that are extremely successful and, and they're looking at me for advice and answers. Yeah, again, it was it was something that was just it was breathtaking. I mean, healing group and and the intenders as well was. It was, an, it was a very significant time in my life. And it's been interesting because I've fallen away from this. And it's been a long time since I've participated in healing group. I am a Reiki master. It's been a long time since I've done really any healings or stuff. Mm -hmm. Occasionally online, you'll see that I may say, oh, I'm, you know, available for donation-based readings. Uh, but yeah. I don't tend to advertise a lot of that. And I keep getting, I keep getting these messages from people, even some people from healing group that go, do you, do you know 
The kind of person that you are, the knowledge that you have, and the abilities that you have, and now you have a stage. Sure. You have to stop hiding. Yeah. And there's even been people that were psychics in our community that I've met that they have just said, you've got to stop hiding. <laughs> and it's just so healing group and, and everything. And so that's why I'm just kind of glowing that, that you're asking me this. It's very synchronistic because it's kind of like the universe is going, okay, it's, it's time. It's time to bring this back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really have no idea what it would feel like. I don't know that feeling of, you know, sort of, you seem to really have a gift for this stuff. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I want to tell you a funny story. Yeah, in regards of course. To it. Please. Because again, I still haven't really learned like, because again, I kind of put it aside and I, and I jumped into other things. Mm-hmm. But and so it's kind of random. I wouldn't say that I really have a lot of control over it. And so the other night I was watching a game, right? And it, it was the it was the Chargers versus the uh, Broncos football, <laughs> and yeah. they went into overtime, so they were sixteen to sixteen. And I'm sitting there, and it was like again, it was like this movie just flashed before my eyes, and I knew exactly what was going to happen. And I was like, and I and I told my friend, I said, I said, so he chooses heads, the and the coin is heads, but they lose. Because the Chargers will score a field goal and they'll get, you know, those three points and and the Broncos will lose. Okay. And the person was like, oh, yeah, you know, that that could be. We'll we'll see what happens. So that's exactly to a T, exactly what happened. As soon as they were lined up for the field goal, I was like, yep. (laughs) I just just walked out because that's not who I was going for. I was going for the Broncos. And so, you know, but it was weird. It was like, okay. And then... um. Last night, as well, I was like, I know exactly who wins. I don't know how bad that they're going to, you know, the other team's going to lose, but, and, and it's exactly how it played out. So, I mean, it, have you considered taking this show to Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I feel like it's so random. I think that it happens if I'm invested in something and yeah. I'm really connected to it. Um, but other than that, like if I was to try to be like, all right, today I'm going to, you know, try to see which horse is going to win in this random yeah. race, I'd totally fail. You know what I mean? And so yeah, it's, I totally it's... get that. <laughs> see, that's one thing that I've always sort of bulked at is this idea, these, these supposed psychics who are doing these know on the spot readings with people that they aren't connected with um mm-hmm. like psychic abilities make sense to me that makes perfect sense to me if it's sort of an extension to an already deep connection that the person has with someone or something does that make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not to discount that possibility entirely because obviously there's a lot about the universe that I don't understand that, you know, none of us understand, but <laughs> it yes, just always yes. made so much more sense to me for those abilities to come as, you know, as another aspect of those deep connections mm-hmm. between people. Oh, yeah. See, and that can be hard, though, too, because sometimes and I will say sometimes and it's very rare 
there really has to be a reason behind it that you feel because I've heard of other people talking about how like they might be in the grocery store and they see somebody and they're like I really need to I really need to tell this person that this and then of course it causes so much anxiety because you're like man I don't know what their beliefs are going to be this could be totally weird but I feel like I need to go up to you and be like hi I'm I'm sorry this is going to be really strange but uh, do you have a brother named so and so because you know what I mean like in a rare occasion that can happen but I feel like you know it's genuine when the person is going eh, sorry I know this is weird but you know what I mean like you can you can tell that that's kind of a little bit more uh, you know truthful yeah yeah totally I mean I've definitely heard situations like that where people are just sort of taken over by by the urge right oh yeah and I have a lot of friends who you know who practice through the medium of tarot right through tarot cards and mm-hmm. they they will just <clears throat> they'll just out of nowhere sort of be hit with this urge right this message to relay and they just can't resist right they can't even resist saying it out loud right no it, and it can be hard i have been in that situation a couple times it's 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 uncomfortable, uh, but usually if you can work through that and, and you go through it, it's very rewarding for both of you. Yeah. Because then you receive the validation, they receive the message, and sometimes you make a friend out of it and it's like, oh, okay, all right, you know, and, and so being able to trust, oh man, trust is a big, a big thing. Yeah, so, absolutely. I yeah. mean, from all sides <laughs> of that situation, right? Yes, Exactly. Now, a lot of the people who I've spoken to who are, let's, spiritually inclined, let's call it, mm-hmm. they all seem to go through this period where they're sort of learning to trust their own instincts, right? Yes. You know, they're they're learning to trust that what they're feeling or seeing or hearing is real or valid. And that seems to be a huge part of the journey. Yes. No, and that that really is because even now, today, uh, it's... I still I still struggle with it. You know, here I have had these experiences my entire life. I went to healing group from the time I was about 15 until I was... Well, gosh. Um, my second child was... Let's see. I want to say 20... Five almost ish. I would say around that time, maybe uh, it became less frequent and it was kind of on and off. But um, I still find myself second guessing uh, the things that'll come through or feeling shy or feeling nervous because, again, there's always that fear of being wrong. And then, of course, you've got the fear of judgment. Um, sure. Yeah, so it can be it can be difficult. That's why I don't advertise it a whole lot. I talk more about yeah. my, my paranormal experiences and and less about my my gifts. And I know you personally have had some situations where you sort of failed to trust yourself, trust those instincts, and you know later it became a regret, right? Yes, yes. I I had a situation where so. I had, and again, you know, it was, 
I think that this is the hardest part and in so I had a friend who I had known my whole life and we we had been well I mean I'm just gonna say it, he was my first everything yeah my first absolutely everything boyfriend you know everything and we had stayed connected from the time that we were, you know, in elementary school all the way up to being adults. And we had lost contact here and there. You know, he enlisted into the army. And uh, we had recently, we at, the, at that point, had reconnected. And, of course, you know, there was... Uh, still a connection there and it made me nervous and of course I was afraid of rejection and everything but something told me they're like you need to reach out to him you just let it all go bear your soul let him know how you feel and I was like sure yeah okay but you know how am I going to phrase this what am I going to do and I made every excuse in the world not to do it, but something was still like, you have to, you have to, and you have to do it right now. And I was like, okay. So finally, this day this day happened. And it was such an interesting day, too, because what I had done is I had, uh, I bought Florida water, and I was doing a floor wash with this Florida water. And I had went and because you're supposed to take the bucket and you want to dump it out at a crossroads as far away from your house as possible. And so I do this and I find this crossroads when there's the there's like this herd of wild cats. And they were it was just so interesting because it also reminded me of the story that my aunt told me about how um, she was down in New Orleans and she felt Mary Laveau's presence and and there was all these cats and everything and and that energy was just really there. And in that moment, it was like, you have to message him. Today is the day, like, you've got to do this. And I was like, okay. And then I knew everything that I was going to say and I formulated my message. Well, I get home and I get distracted and I was like, okay, well, I already know what I'm going to say. So I'm just going to go ahead and message him, you know? Yeah. Well, as you know, I I opened up Facebook and I was an hour too late. Uh, He shot himself and he died. And it is something that at that point I felt like a fraud because I'm sitting there telling everybody, you've got to trust your intuition, you know, especially if you've got these abilities. And I, I didn't do that. And then, of course, I went through a long period of blame. If I would have reached out, could I have changed something? But sure enough, I did an interview with someone on the caravan who was a psychic. And when we were done with our conversation... He says to me, I don't know why I've got to tell you this, but but somebody wants me to tell you that it wasn't your fault and it was going to happen anyways. Wow. And I was just like, and and he described, he described the man that he saw and it was him. Yeah. And so, that's um, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So it can, it can be hard and then you regret it if you don't, if you don't trust it. Yeah. Um, you know, first off, I'm just so sorry that that happened to you. Oh, you know, um, thank you to lose someone like that. It's, 
it's not something that can really be described, you know, if you haven't been through it. Right. Um, I I guess I'm I'm curious if going through that sort of helped you to develop that trust in your own instincts, or if it maybe had the opposite effect. You know what? It, it completely changed me um, because. Now I do trust myself more because, okay, so if you're wrong, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to be embarrassed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, embarrassment. It's far and, better than the alternative, <laughs> right? It, it really is. But it also really showed me how we cannot go our lives without telling people that we love them. Yeah. We are not promised anything. And so it's like now if I find that I like someone if I'm in love with someone I'm not going to hesitate to to tell them and let them know and to be fully present within that relationship whether it's my with my friends whether it's with my significant other whether it's you know whatever um, because you know we are only born with so many breaths I don't want to waste another one yeah I mean that's understandable I mean and I think that's really a beautiful thing to to take away from it. Yeah, thank you. All right, so if you don't mind, let's sort of switch gears here. Um, moving away from the material in the book, just briefly, because mm -hmm. before you go, I really, really want to hear how your trip to Ireland went. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ireland, Ireland was incredible. You know, I will say this. I couldn't believe how much like Oregon it was. Yeah. Like the the all of it. It was just so amazing and I would say, you know, okay. One of my favorite things was when we were at Charleville Castle. And it was so beautiful and it's been featured in different TV shows. Of course, I can't remember. I don't know if it was Rain or something. It was one of those. I'd have to go back in my notebook because seriously, I took a notebook with me and every single time, because we were going to like three places or more a day Wow! for nine days. Yeah. So I had this rhythm where I got my notebook and I would go to a place and I would get directly on the bus and I'm writing everything out because I'm like, I know that I'm going to forget this. And so I did this with every single place that I went. And of course, by day five i was i asked other people i says do you remember what we did on day two and they were like no <laughs> you know and yeah. so i was really meticulous about writing everything down um so i can't remember what day charleville castle was on however i had done something unique and what i what i've done is i now have scrabble tiles <laughs> it sounds so funny <laughs> but i have this like it's a it's a tarot bag but instead of having the tarot cards in it i have scrabble pieces in it okay so i but i pull them like i would runes Ooh, okay. so you reach your hand in there and you're just kind of like feeling however many is in your hand you pull them out and you lay them down and then you just start kind of making these words well <clears throat> when I first started, you know, it, I was I was at the I was at the castle and the lady was giving us a presentation and I felt again, I felt that pull, that urge to to pull some tiles for her and I went up to her and I said I know that this is probably going to be so weird, but uh I think I have a message for you. I'm not really sure. 
And she's like, oh, yeah, sure, let's go, you know. So we go to this table, and I pull out the tiles, and I'm putting them together. There was a name. There was two words, a name and then this one word. And the name, the word was a lipstick, and the, the name was her best friend who had passed away. And that lipstick had been retired forever, and she wasn't able to find it. And it was a joke between her and her friend. Yeah. And as we got to talking, it was like, okay, this this is a message letting her know that her friend is still with her. Well, then we decided to pull the tiles in each room. And another place that we went was something called Harriet's Staircase. Now, there was a little girl who, I mean, the staircase was incredible. And I mean, it went up and up and up. And it's one of those banisters where it's like you could really like, you know, slide down it. Yeah. And of course, you know, she was mischievous and this is what she wanted to do. However, uh, the aim was wrong and she fell 15 feet to her death. So she died there. And when I pulled the tiles... It spelled out her name correctly, Harriet. It spelled out the word tragedy. It spelled out the word gown and the word bays. Now, there was a description in a book that only the the keepers of the house know about. And it, there's a description of her in a gown. And it also talks about how she would try to go ride the bay horses bareback and she was you know she'd give her parents hell all the time over that kind of thing and so you know there was these it like it correlated with the area and then we ended up going into another area of the of the castle and this area was more of a man's space and i guess the masons had kind of constructed it it was a man's library okay well the earls that were there are not nice and we got some pretty crude words with that pole and they were not happy that we were there and what the keeper said was that that was not uncommon that they've actually heard these words these same phrases on uh the spirit box so again it correlated and it was you know and that so that was really cool to be able to go into each room and have the confirmation that this that this was an accurate way of connecting with energies or to do you know kind of the divination and stuff so that was that was amazing yeah that's like a that's a super unique like approach to divination i like that a lot (laughs) thank you thank you because i cast runes and you know i pull tarot cards for myself Mm -hmm. every morning um but the Scrabble tiles, that's, yeah, that's super unique. I like that. Because <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, it's more plain. It's yes, without so much room for interpretation, It, I imagine it would allow for more direct mm-hmm. messaging. It is. Right. Not so much space for yes. putting your own spin on things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, and it was so funny too because when we started, I tried to pull some tiles at Lep Castle. Ooh, yeah. It was all in Irish. Yeah. So I couldn't read <laughs> any of it. <laughs> yeah. And uh and and so that was something that was interesting too. It was like, "Oh, wow, you'd think that like why did it do that? Why was it in Irish, not English? What, you know what I mean?" And so 
that was really interesting. And Lip Castle, I want to say, I've got a comment on this. People say, oh my gosh, it's the most haunted in Ireland and scary and the bloody chapel and blah, blah, blah. I spent 45 minutes alone up in the bloody chapel. Completely alone. I just sat there. And you know what? It was so peaceful. And, you know, oftentimes they talk about how there is a elemental, you know, that is up there. Yeah. And there's pictures where they say that they've caught the elemental and stuff like that. Um, But Sean, who uh, is the keeper of the castle, he lives there. Mm hmm. He's got this one room that it's like this fairy garden and it's so incredible. And it was really cool because I asked him, I said, have you ever met any fairies? Have you had actual interaction with them? And he says, actually, I have. And he says, I'll play you a song that they taught me. (laughs) And oh, my gosh, I, I have the recording. I'll have to send it to you. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And um I mean, it just when I when I watch the video, it I mean, it brings me to tears. It brings the other people that were there to tears because it's so incredible. And so I think his energy that he has and what he's created there, and if there are fairies there as well, I think that it's really balanced the energies out of that place because, like I said, I was able to explore completely on my own, and I never had any scared feelings, nothing negative. The only thing that I would say was interesting. Um, so Sean has a a fire going and the fire I noticed was dying down. So I decided to grab some logs and, and re, you know, get it going. And as I'm putting a log on the fire out of the peripheral, I see somebody really tall walk down the steps and go outside. But I turn and I look and it's like, you know, but I had somebody next to me and they were looking out and I says, Hey, did you know, one of the members from our party just walk out and she said, no, not because she was looking the whole time and, and nobody came yeah. down. But I know for a fact <laughs> that I saw someone. I mean, they were there, you know, and yeah, so I don't I don't who knows. But that's the only thing that I really experienced there. Um, Interesting. There was one. See, when we yeah, when when mm-hmm. we covered Lep Castle for the show. I remember seeing pictures, looking through a lot of pictures of, um, it's called the Bloody Chapel, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I remember seeing pictures of that and saying on the show, this place just looks, it looks gorgeous. Oh, it really is. Yeah. But you hear all these dark and ominous stories about it, right? Like you said, like you were saying, mm-hmm. um, but you look at it and it's just, it's beautiful. It's just peaceful and serene almost Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no and it is it is it's absolutely beautiful i mean especially when you're looking out the window and you're looking at the countryside oh my gosh like i I could have stayed there i could have slept in there yeah honestly that's how peaceful i was um i will say one other thing we went to something called we went to a place called temple michael And Temple Michael, if I'm remembering correctly, because here's the thing. So in Ireland, I was more so an experiencer and a feeler. I don't have a lot of the actual hard history on things. Yeah. um, Because I wanted to really experience it. And so Temple Michael, I believe, was a Templar stronghold, if I remember correctly. And... 
there was so there's this chapel there and there's this um cemetery which was incredible i mean the cemetery the the stones the headstones were just massive and beautiful and then on the property as well there's like this other little castle and this big tower that you could climb up well of course you know because i'm always wearing dresses and skirts everywhere I didn't think about it, and I walked through stinging nettle. Ooh. Let me tell you, my legs started to flare up like crazy. They were stinging terrible. And I sat there, or I stood in the cemetery, staring at the chapel. And I felt, I really felt like I could feel the presence of a man there, a man who was of the church. Maybe he was a pastor. I, I don't know. But I knew that if I could ask for a blessing, that I would receive one. And I asked very humbly. And the second I asked, and my sister saw my legs. Like, it was bad. And she was sitting there going, yeah, when we get back, we'll have to get you some, you know, something to put on it or whatever. It disappeared. Immediately. What? And, uh, yeah... I mean, it was just, it it was breathtaking. I couldn't believe it because, well, I mean, once you get that and it's that bad, it's not going to just disappear. Not at all. That's crazy. So, <laughs> I don't know. That's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, so Ireland is, Ireland was incredible. Well, we've come full circle. We started with healing and we ended with healing. So yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, we that's did. Perfect. We did. <laughs> oh, perfect. I love it. Yeah. So first off, thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. Like, it thank sounds you. like an incredible trip. You know, Ireland has always been a bucket list destination for me. So I Aww. really appreciated the opportunity to sort of live vicariously through you. <laughs> so before we wrap up, could you remind the audience where to find you, where to follow you? Mm-hmm. And just discuss anything exciting you have coming up that you want people to know about. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, we have uh, the Caravan Library of Lore, which is my podcast. I do have some really fun announcements in regards to that coming up, but I'm going to kind of keep that a secret until uh, until we're ready. Uh, you can find the podcast all across social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can just type in... Uh, the caravan of lore and on google it's just the caravan library of lore and it'll pop up and then uh we have kpnl radio which is also across the board with twitter instagram and facebook uh, if you want to go directly to the website it's uh kpnl uh, radio-db.com and um and then for me, if you want to add me on uh, Facebook, which would be the easiest way to find me, I'm under Anne Celine. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, links to everything discussed will be in the show notes. So if you want to keep up with what Lady Anne has going on, just pop open those show notes and the list will be right there for you. Also, we, Campfire, Tales of the Strange and Unsettling, can be found on KPNL Radio every Wednesday and Saturday. And for that, you know, a huge thank you for just letting us participate in the awesome thing you have going on over there. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you. Again, thank you so much for doing this. It was 
you know, it's been a while and it was a really cool opportunity to catch up. Yes. No, I absolutely love this and we'll have to do it again because this has been been so great. Yeah. You you know, in a few months you should come back and (laughs) yeah. And we'll we'll try to get through the end of the incredible stories that you have in your book. Aw, thank you. Of course. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content behind the scenes. We're just keeping up on our day to day and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter. And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket. Buy a pillow. Anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers. Stay weird and trust in the unknown. unknown.